And now, the starting lineup for your favorite Chicago sports podcast. At 6-7, from Butler University, the guy that thinks he knows everything, it's Thomas. Standing at a strictly average 5'10", maybe. Currently enrolled at a Division III school you've probably never heard of. Matt! Ladies and gentlemen, the two guys that pretend they have inside knowledge and get abnormally depressed by Chicago sports. You're listening to the Windy City Cities. Hey guys, <clears throat> happy Thursday. Well, it's it's Wednesday now, but I should be uploading this on Thursday. Uh, this is the Windy City Cynics podcast. Uh, I'm Matt. And I'm Thomas. Hey, how you doing? Hi, Thomas. We are a Chicago-oriented sports podcast covering all the topics to keep you guys interested in listening. Thomas, let's, let's dive right into this. Uh, the first game, NFL game, I want to talk about from this past week. Uh, Chiefs versus Chargers. I was mm-hmm. this was a thriller for me, and I think finally uh, the Chargers are going to be able to get recognition that they deserve. Philip Rivers went off and really kind of showed that this this Patrick Mahomes led Kansas City team can actually be defeated. You know, um, I I agree. I give a lot more credit to the the Chargers defense too. That final three and out drive to get the ball back with under two minutes to go. They scored with four minutes, and I think they got the ball back two minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, something like that. I'm not entirely sure. I'm looking at it right now. That that three and out drive to just knock the Kansas Chiefs back was yeah. huge. That defensive stand was incredible by them, and I think you got to give the defense a lot of credit there. On top of it, too, their rushing game looked great. Justin Jackson looked very, you know, he didn't look phenomenal, but in terms of a Melvin Gordon replacement, he was feasible. Doing okay replacing. Yeah, he did well. Got over 50 yards and a touchdown, right? Yeah. And what that team was able to do without their best offensive skill players, I thought was very impressive. And it shakes up the whole division scheme and the whole playoffs a lot more. I mean... If you're the Chargers of the Chiefs now, the winner of the winner of this Chargers Chiefs duel gets the first seed, the loser gets the fifth seed and has to play either the Patriots or the Steelers in the first round with no right. home field advantage. On the flip side, you get all home field advantage and you get a first round bye. So it, it makes the playoffs a yeah, lot more interesting. I mean testament to te- testament to both these teams for sure. And it's really it's really nice seeing how competitive um the AFC West is because of a game like this. But I'm I'm just really mm-hmm. happy that the Chargers were able to pull out a win because I think a lot of people the the narrative here was that the Chargers were better they ha, their record was better than than what they are and I think you and I had talked about this last week but we both agree that they're a very underrated team and for um for when looking at the playoffs I mean the fact that they're they're still in the wild card at 11 and 3 and they're they're in such a competitive conference with some pre- pretty crazy matchups this year some pretty pretty good wins i, I would say um um yeah. they they you know they're in the same they're in the same division as the rams they're in the same division as the chiefs and they're still pulling out with an 11-3 record i think is is very very impressive and so i i think it's cool that that they're here 
they're not in the same division. Oh, as I apologize, Japan, but they did play them this year. Yep, that's that's yeah. right. Yeah, AFC West. My bad. Let's uh, let's keep going then. I wanted to talk about Colts Cowboys. I mean, I did too. Um, this was a surprise, big surprise for me at least. I thought the Colts. I'm shocked the way the Colts played and how well they played. And overall, it was incredible showing by them. Uh, Marlon Mack tore the field up. And while I think Marlon Mack will get a lot of the credit, I think what's missed is that they got their center back, the Colts did, and that made a huge difference. A huge difference. I mean, this Cowboys team has held the Saints toe under yeah, 10 points. Yeah, their defense points. has been... Their defense has been the top defense in the league. In terms of points held, it's been the best defense in the league, though. Points against is it? Well, I mean, up until now, yeah, I think it's been the best. It's been it's been it's been it's been defense. what's giving them wins, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's been a top five defense, and the fact that they got shut out by a Colts defense, which has not been great so far, but I mean, turned up today. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I I think that I, that de- I'm. I thought it was an impressive. Of course, I mean, you shut out a team with a running back like Ezekiel Elliott, who still had a decent game, mind you. I mean, yeah, he still had a good game, eighty-seven yeah. yards. I mean, um, forty-one yards catching, over hundred yards. Right, he's good, but I mean, like, let's let's pile on to that. You know, you keep Amari Cooper to only one reception, right? And you have you have Dak Prescott throw no touchdowns. I mean, like, the the credit to the Colts defense here for shutting out a team that I mean, we thought I I at least thought NFC East was on lock. Everybody did after after the showing from last week. Keep keeping the Cowboys out of it. Really, like you know, we're wondering who's going to come out of this this division here because now they're they're only uh <clears throat> the Eagles are only a game behind. So are the Redskins. And mm-hmm. um with with the Cowboys getting shut out here, it's like definitely looking at some chinks in the armor. You know. Yep. Yep. I agree. And if you look at the record, home versus away, home they're six and one, away they're two and five. That's nuts. That's, That's- nuts. Yeah, so it's it's that's a team that, I mean, that's a team that you're looking at in the playoffs. You shouldn't be that worried about because they'll end up. I mean, the wild card will have a home field advantage mm-hmm. if they make that because they should win the East. Because I don't who the Eagles have to still have to play. You're you're I still expecting the them to take the East then? Okay. Yeah, the Eagles the Eagles should lose to the Texans and beat the Redskins. Right. And those are the last. Right. Games. I mean, we had we had talked about how any of these NFC East teams that crawl into the playoffs because they are going to make the playoffs one of them at least they're not going to make noise you know yeah. like they're just not good enough i th- no i think we, yeah. we both know that yeah, so I, it's just it is interesting because i mean people were jumping aboard the cowboys hype train after they beat the saints you know it was it was a really big deal and mm-hmm. then like with this with this shutout it's like geez is this even really like a competitive playoff team which we both think it's not i mean they'll make the playoffs i think but i agree they should I mean, who are they looking to shape up in the? Who are they looking to match up in the first round? I think the Seahawks is looking to be their likely mm-hmm. first round opponent. Yeah. Seahawks or the Vikings? Yeah, I think it's looking right now. It's the Seahawks. Yeah, fourth and fifth seed. There. Seahawks have looked better as of late, and I think the Seahawks. That that's a tough game to call, but it, it that'll be a much more competitive. Yeah, game. and I I think that's a good transition if you're willing to talk about Seahawks 49ers now, um, because For sure, you know this Seahawks team is not is not what it used to be. We all know that, and I I think Russell Wilson is doing what he can. He played, by the way, he played he played extremely he, well for a loss. I I would I just want to say that he's played, he has played very well recently. I want to say, and while I agree that the Seahawks t- team isn't as good as it used to be, that's obvious. They're not Super right, Bowl right. team anymore. 
Chris Carson's been playing phenomenal lately. He just had a yeah. great game. And now that they got Doug Baldwin back, Mike Davis also had a great game. But having Doug Baldwin back is going to be huge for them in the terms of the long run. And now that he's like fully healthy and really integrated into the offense, Tyler Lockett, I think, has had one of his best years. I, yeah, I actually love their receivers. I, I think they have, they're very, very capable, especially with a good quarterback like Russell Wilson behind there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Carson right. has fully delivered. I, I think expectations have, have been met, and I think he's a very capable rushing uh, running back. And, and so my my opinion of, of the Seahawks has definitely changed. I, I think, you know, they will be able to have some sort of longevity from here. But is this their year? Probably not, you know? No. Although I think a, a matchup between them and the Cowboys will make for a fun game. Oh, for sure. I'm, I mean, like, if you're if we're talking about teams that probably aren't going to make it too far, like, we conceivably agree that um, the Seahawks and most likely the Cowboys, whatever team comes out of the NFC East, probably aren't going to go to the Super Bowl. But kind of, yeah. like, I'm glad it's those two teams because, I mean, like, who else is in the hunt? I mean, like, I don't really want to watch Panthers, Cowboys, or Panthers, Eagles, or something like that. You know, it's, it's not really interesting. But I, I think... The Cowboys and the Seahawks are both like comparable, comparable teams with like tools, and like you know it'll it'll be mm-hmm. fun to see like Doug Baldwin and Chris Carson see what they can do next. Yeah, year. exactly. You know, and I think that's cool. It just we we know that this team is not going to go very far, especially considering the game this past week. Agreed. Um, I want to before we completely move on. I do want to talk about the Colts a bit and their win over the Texans. And while I think they played phenomenally, and even though Andrew Luck didn't look great. That whole team looked. That team as a whole played very well. Darius Leonard has been, I think, the defensive rookie of the year. But you look at their matchup right now. They're eight and six, and they're tied with the last wild card spot with the Ravens and the Titans. And the Ravens got a brutal matchup this week against the Saints, and so they'll be projected to lose that. And so if we anticipate that they do lose that, then they'll be tied with the Titans. And the Titans got to beat the Redskins too. The Redskins on their third string quarterback. The Titans should beat the Redskins there. And Indy's got to beat the Giants, and Giants are pretty bad. They should beat the Giants there. An interesting matchup for Week 17 is Titans and Colts actually have to play each other. Yeah, so just look into, the fu- don't look into the future. That'll yeah, the winner of who the winner of that game is big is going. To no, play. I I mean I I like it especially because people were concerned that the AFC was too top heavy this year, or sorry, th- I'm sorry, this past year. Um, you have a lot of mm-hmm. teams that could conceivably make the playoffs as it stands right now, and a lot of these late games especially you said the Colts and the Titans could definitely decide who who's in and who's out um and they know like literally whoever wins that game makes the playoffs whoever loses goes out that like that, that should be a fun absolutely. game to watch in week yeah 17. I mean week 17 games usually unless they're they there are rivalry games are tend to be lackluster because you know playoff teams are resting their starters or whatever but it'll exactly, it'll be it'll yeah. be a lot of fun at least you got something on the line there yeah that'll be fun. yeah any anything else you wanted to talk about in terms of NFL matchups um any other playoff sediments? In terms, in terms of last week, uh, the Steelers and Steelers oh, of course, and yeah, Ink yeah, Patriots let's talk game. About that. that the Patriots looked, they did not look good. Tom, that interception he threw at the end of the game, yeah, that, that was not cool. clutch. I, I've... Tom, Tom Brady looked awful all game. I, I think so. At least he overthrew people, threw behind people. To and... to have the game that they did, I, I felt that there was never a point where the Patriots had it locked in. Like how they didn't score any points in two quarters is just like kind of beyond me, you know? And I feel like he, he had enough tools. I mean, like with Julian Edelman back this season and then also like, 
Chris Hogan, who we both agree are, is is a very capable receiver, along with with Gronk. Like Gronk, and yeah, Josh you're, and you're not yeah. making anything out of that. It's it's kind of confusing. It's pretty baffling, actually. And like, don't pretend that Ben Roethlisberger had a great game either. Like he was he was pretty. I mean, he mediocre yeah mediocre. Too. It's just in this case, Patriots just weren't as good. And I mean, I, I think there's real reason to be worried if you're a Patriots fan. They're a great team at home, six and zero at home while three and five away. But I mean, you look at the one touchdown they scored in that game. Brady hit Hogan in a field where there was not a. Yeah, team it was really, really fluky. Around. I don't know what yeah, the secondary what was doing in that cover- situation. Then had to have been botched coverage because that Absolutely. was brutal. And that was their only touchdown where the Pittsburgh defense and basically the Pittsburgh defense gave them a touchdown. That was the only touchdown they got. That's not reassuring if I'm definitely a not. Fan. I'd be I would be legitimately worried if about that's that a offense, one touchdown. And that defense is not good enough. Yeah. That defense is not good enough. No, I off. and like here's here's the thing. I mean, I don't don't let your entire season be judged by one game, right? But like Patriots are nine and five now. They're not gonna get a divisional bye. So I, I just want to stress like how difficult it is for them to get to the Super Bowl with that extra game. Even though even though they're the third, even though they they look to be ready for the third seed, don't forget they still have, they still have a worse record than, what like the Chargers, and mm-hmm. when you when you don't have a bye, your your chances of making the Super Bowl are significantly harder because now you have to play an extra game, and not only that, but it, it's it's demoralizing for a Patriots Patriots fan and anybody on the Patriots to know like we are we are capable of losing because our only touchdown in this game was when when the other team made a really fluky mistake you know yeah that 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 doesn't really make make anything really easy and i i you know i wouldn't be surprised if they don't really make it past they don't actually get to the conference game i'd be surprised i wouldn't be surprised if they lost in the wild really round i mean they're gonna have to play the chargers who are a good team the chargers can beat them i i feel like the chargers can very well beat them them. yeah or they gotta play the the ravens the one of the Ravens, Colts, or Titans, because one of those three teams will make the playoffs. I think it'll be the Colts or, between the Colts or Titans in that final game. They've already lost the Titans, and I think the Colts are a very dangerous There's team. There's just a lot of holes in this Patriots Especially team. Especially with their center coming back. I think people yeah, are overlooking I, it in the opposite direction of the Chargers, where Patriots can lose. I mean, they can really lose. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think the Steelers are a lock for the playoffs? Um, I think they'll make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I do. I, I don't think they're gonna. I, I don't think they're gonna win this the next game against the Saints. The Patriots. Yeah, they're not playing the Saints. The Ravens are playing uh, the Saints. Steelers are playing the Saints on the twenty third, this Sunday. This Sunday. You're yep. right. My bad. My bad. Yeah, they should lose to the Saints. They, yeah, they and will beat Cincinnati. Cincinnati but they'll beat because the, the AFC is so competitive right now. Like the Colts have a better record. The Titans have a better record. You know, they they can easily sneak sneak in there. I, I don't yeah. think it'll happen. It probably won't happen, especially if the Steelers win at least one game. But, I mean, let's not... I don't want to give the Steelers team a break either because they lost to the Raiders. They lost to the Broncos. Like, they're... This is not... The Broncos are solid, but yeah, this Raider, this Steelers team is not, I think, all it's cracked up I would be. agree. I would agree. And, you know, if we're, if we're jumping... I don't want to stay on this topic too long, but if we're, if we're jumping back to, like, the capability of these AFC wildcard teams, like, I can see conceivably the Ravens beating the Patriots. I can definitely see the Chargers beating the Patriots. You know, I I don't really, other than like the the Chiefs and the Chargers and maybe the Texans, I guess I don't really see a lot of these AFC teams being all they're cracked up to be. Yeah, 
Um, I earlier I said the Ravens were playing the Saints. That's my bad. They're playing the Chargers. I, well, I I don't think they're gonna fare too I, well I in that game I still either. Think they should lose to the Chargers. I would agree. They still shouldn't be favorites. But uh, yeah. I don't I don't know. The AFC picture is is a complete 180 from what it was last year, where like we thought the AFC was too top heavy, and we were like, oh look at these blow off nfc teams except for maybe the vikings we were like eagles no way they're gonna make the playoffs or anything we were like look at the jaguars like they're so crazy and like now it's like okay the chiefs are good the chargers are good but like i don't see the texans winning the super bowl patriots i have a very very wonky sort of like uh, i'm not so comfortable with this whereas the nfc mm-hmm. is like saints could win rams could win if if miracles can happen the bears can win you know it's like it it's just it's different it feels a lot different I agree. I th- I'm with you. I think the AFC is essentially whoever gets the one seed out of the Chargers Chiefs. I think that's who will take. Yeah, the AFC. because the matchups for for the top teams don't seem nearly as as challenging. I guess like it's not yeah. really like a packed. It's not a packed conference. I guess it's not super competitive. It doesn't appear to be for me at least. Okay, uh, let's move yeah. on. You wanted to talk about the uh, Denver Nuggets, right? Um, if we're gonna switch into mm-hmm. basketball, then I think it's impossible if we're going to talk about basketball now it's the nuggets the west is still a complete chaos but you know the sun's pulling that three game win streak (laughs) yeah that's your team yeah you're you're really pulling for them the suns the suns Suns. (laughs) let me tell you they heard they heard you saying there was only four teams competing for the playoffs in the west and they're making a monkey wrench in my prediction but really the sun i mean the trevor reason trade I, I think it's hilarious, first of all. I signed, imagine being Austin Rivers. You get signed to the worst team in the league with no point guard depth, and, they're like, and they'd rather just pay you to leave. You're that Poor bad. Right. So I can't wait till he gets signed by his <laughs> team again. <laughs> quite, quite, a, quite a prediction there. Way to comment on the Clippers' nepotism. Um, Clippers, by the way, falling pretty pretty They've, pretty hard yeah. which i think we were we, we were expecting but maybe not to this level i mean four straight losses you know they're they're down mm-hmm. in the sixth seed i i think they've got talent on that roster i've never been that high on doc rivers as a coach you don't like him just i mean just say it no he had he had a lot of talent on that celtics roster i i think if if you coached that I team mean, you could have won a, a championship because at that point kg yeah. kg was well into his career knew what was going on so was paul paul pierce knew yep. what he was do- like that that was a that was a very capable team very yep. good team they, they deserve to yes. win a championship no matter who the coach was but then the clippers i think that if that, that team did get hit with injuries a lot and yeah yeah you can say whatever you want but um i think he could have coached that team better mm giving Blake the ball more, but Blake was injured. Regardless, I don't think Doc Rivers is a very talented right. coach. And, um, yeah. And, so he, I, and he, you, you think, you think he's going to get his son back much. to the team? He's going to try to? <laughs> I feel like he might try, but I that'd be pretty pathetic if he did. But the Nuggets, I want to yeah, talk please. about the Nuggets. The Nuggets have been one of the best teams in the at league so far. Nine, yeah. You look at opponent, point, opponent points per game, which is a very basic stat, albeit. I mean, you got Grizzly in the West, it, at least. It goes Grizzlies, Nuggets. It goes Grizzlies, Nuggets. If you include all teams, it goes Pacers, Grizzlies, Nuggets. That's So they're a top three defensive team in terms of points per game. Now you could say that's pace and all that. But then even looking at their offense, their offense is averaging 110 points per game, which isn't by itself not that impressive. But their point differential is 6.6, which is 
the highest in the West, and it's not the highest in the East, but the East gets to beat up on shitty teams. So when he comes out to the West, that's the highest in the West, and they've been phenomenal. Yeah, dude, so it's far. nuts. It's Take, nuts. Taking Jokic has been, and I, I, I'm being very mad if he was not an All Star, but he's been. I phenomenal. would abs- Yeah, I would absolutely. Agree I mean, with you. he's. I, I think he's. Mm-hmm. He's up there, like in some of the top players in the West right now. You know. The fact that they're able to play, I think a big thing too is you're able to play two different types of two different brands of basketball is what makes you a competitive team. When teams can only play one type of brand of basketball, that's when they start to struggle. Like the Rockets for this year, Rockets last year were an ISO heavy team, but then they also had the defense to back it up. So the margin for error, they could mess up in their ISO Mm -hmm. offense, but they still had the defense to back it up and hold their ground. This Nuggets team can beat you multiple ways too. The Jokic Jokic high post passing, has been incredible. Dude, Jokic with, with Murray, Jamal Murray, is like... Oh, Jamal Murray. I am a huge Jamal Murray fan. And he hasn't been as great as I... No, but he's he's year, passing he's the ball bad. and he's making opportunities and he's really using Jokic really, really well. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's benefiting the team as a result, for sure. I totally The, the chemistry is there. Totally agree. I, you know what? So we were hard-pressed to figure out who an MVP candidate would be. And maybe, like, I'm dipping my toe a little bit too hard, I, but I think you and I would probably both agree that Jokic could I think if if the Nuggets end up the one seed I think Jokic is the if he if he if they secure the the one seed if they end up, if they take the one seed over the Warriors I think he's the front I, I think he I, should win it I don't think that I think when the season ends I don't think they'll be ahead of the Warriors because they are only a half a game ahead of the Warriors right now so we do need to pump the brakes on their being the right best but a two West. seed in the West is no joke I mean especially yeah. I mean coming off the Nuggets season last year I don't even know what not even making the playoffs, missing the playoffs right. by a game. Huge improvement, amazing. Yeah. I I would say though, if the Bucks, if the Bucks stay the two seed, or if they're, I mean, because they're what are they like? They have the same, they don't have the same record. They're they're sorry, they're three games behind from the Raptors. But if they're still at the top of the Eastern Conference, the sediment people are gonna still, they're still gonna want to talk about the Greek Freak being. I agree. Being, I think Giannis will have if. If he's the second seed and the Nuggets kind of fall off into you know being a playoff team but not mm-hmm. as relevant, then I think it is Giannis. I do agree with you. It's Giannis's trophy to lose. I I would say because he has been oh a- absolutely and people people won't stop talking about him. I mean like they kind of there's there's almost this like expectation for him to win the MVP, right? I I would say mm-hmm. that based on the Nuggets' performance so far this year, though Jokic is far more deserving of the MVP. Yeah, Jokic has been. Well, Giannis has been what makes that team click. He hasn't been, I think, as good as to even his own lofty expectations. I think Bucks fans will agree mm-hmm. with that. Although he has been good, just like even compared to last year, he hasn't been as good as he was. It's just the team around him's been better, and the, the team's been a lot well. better, which has made that team. Yeah, yeah, which is which is what's made that. Team but I feel like you better. can say the same thing about the Nuggets here, because I mean, like. Jamal Murray is meshing a lot better with Jokic and the team overall is just mm-hmm. doing better. I think like they're they're doing tremendously well when it comes to just like I mean dirty stats like re out they're they're out rebounding themselves very very well compared to last year and all all those all this other yeah. you know stuff that helps them win games um helps them click more but it's it's like similar to how the Bucks are better because things are kind of centric around Giannis or at least I feel like they're centric around Giannis. It's very very similar to how the Nuggets are doing it. But the main difference being the Nuggets have a significantly larger improvement compared to where they were last year. And I I would put an emphasis on Jokic for, for that accomplishment, you know? Which is... Yeah. Go ahead. Another, another thing I want... 
Giannis, by the way. I do think he's a phenomenal mm. player. Another thing I want to knock on Giannis before before we Man, you don't want him to win the MVP. And I want to say, he, <laughs> no, I think he, I think he's very good, but I do think his passing ability is slightly overrated. Okay, how so? Watching him play, I got to see him the Knicks recently, yep. and watching that game, he. I mean, you couldn't stop him. Yeah, period. He would drive to the paint, and they'd have to put all five guys on him easily. And whenever he passed out, they'd get an open shot. It was like even if it, the assist didn't come to him, mm-hmm. that team runs through Giannis. Like that's very clear. Like if Giannis, like Giannis's passing ability, I think does get slightly overrated because of his ability to f- hit a open guy when he's driving. It's because those guys are in the spots where they're supposed to be. It's not that hard to just okay. We know, like I know a guy's supposed to be in the corner, and okay, I see. His man's on me, just throw into the corner. But the passes he's getting, while they're getting to the guy, they're not hitting them right in the chest. And while that might seem like a nitpicky small thing, being an average shooter and you get, but and the ball hits you out to your right, you got to reach out, grab it, pull it in, and then you go up with the ball. That's a much more difficult shot than just hits you right in the chest and goes straight up. Okay, hit hits you right in the chest, goes straight up. That's like basically a practice. Do you shot. do you think that's gonna knock on like how people? view Giannis I mean is that is that really something that they oh no I don't think anyone will care I just think it's an interesting like in terms of MVP no one's gonna care they just care about his assist or whatever but I do think it's an interesting thing to point out in terms of passing Jokic is a better passer and while Giannis is a Giannis is a great passer and I'm not gonna deny that LeBron's probably better Russ Westbrook's probably better Mm -hmm. like Wall's probably better like there's there's better passes in the league than Giannis it's interesting for you it's an it's a really interesting thing for you to bring up because I don't think a lot of people are really taking into consideration you know like passing pure passing ability not just like assists Mm -hmm. and stuff yeah and you know when it if it does come down to it you know like in three four or five months when we're when we are talking about legitimately who is going to be the mvp it will be interesting when when people talk about who is the better passer because i i don't think a lot of people really actually do pay attention to how how the ball really develops in a play like that you know so yeah uh, anything else you want to talk about the NBA? If not, we can move to Bears conversation. Um, I mean, the Bulls are a dumpster fire, but we can move to Bears okay. conversation. Yeah, we'll we'll come back to the Bulls. Uh, yeah, we'll come back in, to the in a Bulls. bit. Yeah, right. So, um, gotta geek out for a second. Uh, we beat the Rams. We beat the Packers. I was right to be suspicious two weeks ago because the Giants ended up taking it, but freaking whatever because we clinched the NFC North. Yeah, that game was not good. No, it was it was I was pretty embarrassed, but. I mean, hey, we're we're here now. That makes and makes that Giants loss frustrating too, because if we beat the Giants, we have the tiebreaker against the. Rams. I know, I know. We would. I I think we would be taken a lot more seriously if we just had a bit of a better record. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm, we, I'm thankful we, for what we, we have We win one now, game out of the Giants, like all one score Giants, games against that the fluky Giants. Dolphins game. Yeah, all the games we lost have been one score games. I think the Bears are better. Well, I think the Bears are better than their record looks in some way. Like all the losses we have could have conceivably been wins. On top of that, we're also playing the four. We're also playing very bad teams. Like the only you, good you'd team, call the Vikings a bad team. Not the I don't think I don't think they're gonna beat I us. I wouldn't call the Vikings a bad team, but the, we're the, gonna beat the Niners. Yeah. Oh my god, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so too. I mean, you, you never know. Like the Steelers lost the to the uh, to the Raiders, but I mean, freaking whatever. Who cares? Okay, bombshell question: Are the Bears likely Super Bowl contenders? No. You don't think so? I, I don't think you can say they're likely. I think they are legitimate Super Bowl contenders. I do think they're okay. legitimate Super Bowl contenders. Okay. I do not think they're likely Super Bowl contenders, though, because there is a difference between the two. Okay. You want to you wanna elaborate on your point? I'll, um, I'll respond. Yeah. 
the the bear the Bears can have a legitimate chance to make the Super Bowl. I've I've said it before, and defense you, is you have yeah de- not that, but defense is what get while well, everyone around is being like ah oh, they're terrible. Defense is what gets you to the Super Bowl, and well, honestly, the only thing that gets you you look at the last three teams that won the Super Bowl: Broncos, Patriots, and Eagles. All three of them had had a top three defense. With the Broncos, basically won the Super Bowl on only defense. Right, Von like Miller if that defense that. is not as good as it was, they would not have won because yeah, yeah. I, I think you'll be hard find hard pressed to find someone that dis- disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, I I would agree with you. Um, but why don't you think they're they're more likely to come out than say the Rams or the Saints or something? I think the Saint the Saints I think look great right now. They well after the loss to the Cowboys a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I mean that. I'm not a huge fan of their play calling, and I think they should give the ball to Camara more often than they do. That team, their defense is pulling into gear now too, and that offense is still one of the best in the league. I, I would right. not bet on the Bears to beat the Saints, especially with the Saints at home. I would love to see the matchup, though. I do I think mean, I do think it's possible. I do think mm-hmm. it's possible. I just wouldn't bet on it. I don't think I, in a straight fifty-fifty, unless I get odds, I'm not betting on the Bears to beat the Saints. I I would say. That the Rams, I, I just want to mention before I, I make my point that the Rams were like locked in Super Bowl contenders mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. But since but since the Rams lost, I would say that a lot more people are expecting the Saints to do better because of because of the fact that the Rams have a worse record now. I and think, yeah. go ahead. I go think ahead. the go Rams ahead. defense gets a bit overrated because of all the big names they have. Aaron Donald and Aaron Donald, the Donald Sue, Sue, Marcus right. Peters, a key right, right, right. I think they're I do think they're good, but I think they do get a bit overrated in that sense. We have a better defense. I'm just gonna say yeah, I, I think we have a I much think the Bears defense. defense is the best in the league. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, I mean we're biased, but hey. I mean And we aren't being very that, cynical right now either, but you know. <laughs> the defenses that compete with the Bears in best of the league, I think, are the Titans. I think they're a very good defense. At least they've turned up as of late to be a very good defense. I think the they've Cowboys been quiet, are very but good. Yes. I, I would say the Cowboys are good too. They didn't look good last week, but yeah, they're but good. At, again, looking at both of them, they've had bad weeks. The Bears have had very few where I'd say the defense has been really bad. Like the defense has just been bad. I can't think of any games. Nothing, nothing comes to my mind where I'm like, yeah, the defense didn't turn up in that game or like, whatever. The New England game I think is a bit embarrassing because we did give up two special teams touchdowns in that game. That's I that's that's special teams. You know, I, I mean, is, obviously you have defensive players in there or whatever. But yeah, it's but, like. I, and so I don't think that's great. That looks great on us. Mm-hmm. But every other game, like the New York game where we gave up 30 points, let's that's be real. We gave up that many points because Chase McDaniels was brutal. Chase McDaniels or just Chase Daniels? Chase Daniels. I don't know why I see McDaniels. Whatever. Chase Daniels is <laughs> awful. He he was really bad. Chase McNugget. Yeah. Like, they, we started that game down 7-0. Like, so you take off those seven points for the defense. And then they only gave up 23 points. Suddenly, that looks like a much more you know that's pretty good. Like, he, if Chase McDaniel doesn't suck, Chase Daniel doesn't suck that bad. Like, that's a that's a game where the defense looks good and we should win. And the mm-hmm. defense did look good. We just couldn't stop Saquon Barkley in the second half. Right, and like all, everything that we were scared about came to fruition. Like Saquon turned up, and uh, Chase Daniels didn't deliver. Um, in fact, he did the opposite by throwing a um, by throwing a pick. By throwing numerous picks in that game, and so he should have thrown um, three. I don't know how the Gi- Giants dropped that other one. I mean, they're not they're not a great team, but like, but yeah, um, dude, the dude was right in his hands. It, it, yeah. it, it was it was it was pretty yeah. garbage. Yeah, um, but like 
I, I don't count that game as something that warrants judgment towards our current team because obviously Chase Daniels is no longer our starting quarterback. Yeah. And um, I would say that because we have shown through the, the Rams game that we're capable of shutting out top tier offenses, many people say the Rams are the best offense in the league. I would probably say that's the Saints, but regardless, I, I mean, we, we beat them. We beat them, you know, hand over fist. They, they didn't even, they didn't get over seven points. And so, I mean, like that's saying something we have the capability of of beating these teams we yeah. we have already beaten the rams we could beat the saints we are going to get out of the wild card i i i don't think anybody would disagree with me there i think i would say if we do end up matching up against the saints drew Brees is is a much more capable quarterback in that i've i've seen him in past years carve up top tier elite defenses yeah. um this guy i mean he he beat the Bears to get to the Super Bowl and and win it. Um, he has uh, back when we had like that amazing like defense with um, uh, Brian Urlacher, who yep. apparently has hair now. Um, you know, like the he's he's been he's been through so many so many uh, battles with this. And then like for, forget the quarterback. Like you have Mark Ingram, you have Alvin Kamara, you have Michael Thomas, who I still think is the best receiver in the league right now. Like I I think the Saints could could very well beat the bears but i personally have more faith that the bears are ready to take on a top tier defense and forget that half of the game like if you want to talk about bears offense versus saints defense i think we still get points on the board in that matchup Mm -hmm. a decent amount of points on the board so i agree um, i think i would love to see the bears play beat the rams and also play the saints mm -hmm. well it's just it's so hard to beat i think it's going to be so difficult to beat the Rams on the road and then the Saints on the road the next week. It, I I just can't say with confidence. It's tough. Yeah, the it's Bears tough. are going to make the Super Bowl. I can't I get say where with you're confidence. coming from. Yeah, I I get where you're coming from there. I guess like we're not going to have a solid answer either way by the end of the season. We're going to have to wait until the playoffs actually come around. Yeah. You know, I don't think our game against the 49ers is going to give us a better idea if we could beat the Rams or the Saints, but yeah. You know, um I I get where you're coming from. I know what you're talking about and I I totally understand why you're weary, but I think I do I would say I have a little bit more faith than uh it seems like what you are talking about. So Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Pro Bowl selections for a minute. Oh, that's right. Yep. Go right ahead. Let's um I'm I don't know. The Bears the Bears got five Pro Bowl selections. Mm-hmm. Uh all on the defensive end and Terry Cohen as the return specialist. Not as an actual running back. Nope. Which is, right. you know, disappointing, but he is he is good. He is great on the return, so but I mean Kyle Fuller, I can't disagree with that. He's been phenomenal. Eddie Jackson, phenomenal. Eddie Jackson deserves it, yep. Obviously, Khalil Mack. I mean, who, Khalil Mack, who yeah. Um, yeah. Where's Akeem? Yep, Akeem Hicks. Phenomenal. Akeem Hicks is my favorite player on the team right now. So yeah, absolutely. Um, they they all deserve these Pro Bowl nods. Do you think they would have gotten the nods though if say the Bears lost some of, if if they had um, if they didn't have as well as a record? Because I, I think we would still be sitting here. Like let's let's just say like, Bears lost a few games along the way. Um, well, I, I think these guys are some of the are a lot of the reason they've had they've been so good. Mm-hmm. Keem Hicks has been great on the line. You, he made I, the Pro Bowl last year. Right? Yeah, you can't yeah, you can't great. watch a game and with the Bears and Khalil Mack and not see how every time Khalil Mack gets like, Khalil Mack either takes two guys and even then sometimes he gets by the line and he just is booked like and then the yeah, sacks down, Aaron Rodgers with sacks, his back or whatever him or rushes the throw. Yeah, Eddie Jackson 
he's been phenomenal. And Kyle Fuller, I think, is still leading the league in interceptions. He's been great. I- Eddie Eddie Jackson, I just want to like say for a moment, is like is a part of the reason why our secondary is doing so well is because a lot of offenses will plan around him, and it'll be like, oh, Prince of Mukamara comes up with the interception. You know, like we we have a very good secondary because we have key pieces like Eddie Jackson, mm-hmm. like Kyle Fuller, you know, that teams have to plan around. So they absolutely deserve the nod, I would say. Oh, totally agree. I, and yeah, um, I do think Joe, one of the things I do want, I, not that big a deal, but Joe Mixon for the mm-hmm. Bengals didn't get in. Do you think uh, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's leading the, he's leading the, not the league, but the AFC in, he's leading the AFC in rushing yards. So I, I don't get how you can't include him. Mm-hmm. Regardless, I do agree with this election. James Conner's been great. Melvin Gordon's been great. And Philip Lindsay's also been great. Yeah, that Joe Mixon snub definitely doesn't sit well with me either. Um, I got him on my fantasy team, and I, I think <laughs> he's been phenomenal. I mean, like, top uh, – I, I would say top five, but most people would, would say top ten running back in the league. Um, really took it by storm. Is this his sophomore year? He's not a rookie, right? I think it's his sophomore year. He was in yeah. the league last year. Yeah. It wasn't a starter though. No, like he was in the league last year. I'm just not sure if last year was his rookie year. Right. He. I mean, he made he made noise on, on a team with Andy Dalton and AJ Green, and and like I I think personally, I mean, we're probably never going to talk about this again. So this is the only time I'm going to say it. But I think the Bengals could be a very very good team next year, uh, depending on their draft pieces and if they can sign some free agents or something like that. But they need it off that defense. That defense is brutal. I I think they will though. I I don't think it's the worst. Um. I, I don't think they're good by any means. It's probably why they're not. They don't have a great record. But like Joe Mixon deserves the the nod here. Yeah, he I, absolutely. Does. He, he's, he's, he he's should get the nod when one of these guys undoubtedly doesn't want to go to the Pro Bowl because mm-hmm. I mean some of them won't. Right. Um. But he should get the nod. I think at he some deserves point. it. You know. Yeah. He's been and great. Don't don't be surprised if the Bengals end up knocking over the Steelers at the end of the season. I think it can totally happen. You know. Um. Without Dalton or Green, I think it'll be tough. Especially if Tyler Boyd is down now too, I think it'll be very tough. Oh, is Tyler Boyd out? I they ha- I don't think they've confirmed whether he's out all mm-hmm. the rest of the year, but he went down with an injury. The Bengals aren't competing for anything. Okay, then maybe not. But, they, but I agree with you. I mean, they they look better than I think their records suggest. They just can't keep teams off the board. Yeah, if they're playing I the mean, Browns this week, I think I'd take the Browns over the Bengals. I I don't really have any quarrels with these Pro Bowl selections. I would say. Um, I guess maybe there are a few like big names that I was expecting just as an example, like Matthew Stafford. I think I still think he's a great quarterback, but the Detroit Lions only got one Pro Bowl nod. Darius Slay, who um, Darius Slay is very a... good though. Okay. I, I mean, I'm not a Lions fan. I do not know who Darius Slay is, but I wasn't. He's expecting... there. He's there at corner. Okay. He's okay, phenomenal. Gotcha. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars had a loaded Pro Bowl roster last year. Now we're looking at it and it's literally just Jalen Ramsey, which I mean, like, he deserves it, for sure. He's been great. But, that defense has taken a few steps back, and mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette's been injured or good. non-existent most of the year. Right, right. Um, char- Chargers with the most Pro Bowl nods. Uh, Keenan Allen's on there. Melvin Gordon's on there. Melvin Ingram. Anybody that you think doesn't deserve to have a Pro Bowl nod this year? Um, Anyone that got named? I don't know. It's tough. I, I don't really want to comment on that exactly. Right, there's because okay. I'm sure that I haven't seen all these guys play, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Okay, yeah, that's that's fair. We can we can leave it at that as long as you're good. You mm-hmm. want to talk about the Bulls now? Yeah, we'll go to the Bulls. Um, okay, great. Jesus Christ, the Bulls. 
Freaking Hoidberg is gone. Who would have known when everybody was calling it for it, you know, last year or the year before, nothing happened and just kind of out of the, out of nowhere. We didn't even, I mean, like it wasn't even in discussion when we talked about the Bulls last time, right? It did. Well, yeah, it kind of came, uh, it did come out of nowhere. And I was like, what, why'd they do that? I think that, that was pretty much like the cohesive, like all of, all of Chicago was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not that upset about it, honestly, because I think Hoiberg yeah. wasn't a great coach in the first place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boylan is kind of seems awful. Like, yeah, but I'm that's really, kind of what we need, isn't it? I'm really not a fan of Boylan. <laughs> I mean, he. I don't think he'll he'll end up being our our long term option. Is he is he listed as? I think I, he's, mean, I don't think they list him as the interim. I think they list him as the official head coach for the rest of the year. Well, I mean, as of now, if we're tanking, um, Boy Boylan is like what we need if we're if we're trying to like really get that awful pick because we are last in the East. I don't know if we're last overall. But... Uh, Suns are last overall still, but yeah. Okay, but yeah, I mean, we're we're in contention for that last pick, which I guess is all that really matters. At yeah, this if you're point if you're bottom three, you have the same odds as the first pick, so right at the top pick. Um, and it, it never seems like any of our of our and like, my mistake, we're tied are... with the Suns right now. Us Hawks and Suns oh. are all seven and twenty four. Hawks are seven and twenty three. Okay, well, I mean, like, hey, like, you know, if if we're potentially able to get that that top spot, I mean, that's cool. There we go. Yeah, I mean, we just got to make sure that Laurie and Levine are are never healthy at the same time, and then we'll be okay. <laughs> you know. Um, speaking of which, Zach Levine out. Uh, his ankles ankles busted for two to four weeks. I'm um, interested to see how this affects the team. Because you'd be hard-pressed to argue that Zach Levine isn't one of the Bulls' most impactful players. And mm-hmm. t- in terms of minutes, he is, leads the team in minutes with Justin Holiday. He has the highest usage on the team. And so Which Levine, is understandable when you're looking at the rest of the team. Yeah, no, you like, look at the rest of the team, like that's very understandable. But I'm interested to yeah. see how the team fares mm-hmm. with, him, with him out. Like, it, I think it'll be very similar to how they performed with Laurie out, where it's like, okay, well, I guess Laurie's in charge now, and things will run through him, and we'll mm-hmm. lose a lot of yeah, games. But yeah, you know, I, I don't. Really I would like to see thing. Carter take more shots, and now that Dunn's back, I'd like to see Dunn take more shots. Mm-hmm. I'm still, I'm not like over the moon on Dunn. I don't think he's like a all-star point guard in the future but if he be- ends up becoming he's Patrick what we got. Be- yeah if he becomes Patrick Beverly just not as good on defense like I'm fine with that yeah I'm I'd be fine with that like too. if he's I just a top tier defender and he can shoot that's more than you need yeah right and Wendell Chris- Carter has been phenomenal I still am in love with Wendell I think he's awesome honestly like I I think this team could conceivably be a, a playoff team if not close to a playoff team with all the tools that we have being healthy but I almost prefer like letting this letting this season go by the wayside, enjoying being what are we now like seven and twenty four, yeah, and like coasting back so we can get that topic, and then like because the worst thing a team could be is a middle of the road team, yeah, with, which agree. is what we were for several years, and so like if we're gonna suck, let's just suck now while we still have a lot of potential, and then become a fantastic team yeah. in the future. You know, I don't um, I don't think we could be a playoff team with everyone healthy. I don't think we're that good. And okay. maybe with a good coach, we could you could argue that. I don't think with Jim Boylan or Hordberg, we could argue that. Okay, but yeah, I, do, I, I mean, you could stand by that. I'm just I'm gonna respectfully disagree. But I do agree that if I'm the Bulls right now, I want Barrett Zion or oh, absolutely the 
guy you wanted from Gonzaga. Rui, Rui let's good. go. Gonzaga all the way, boy. Um, let's let's talk about how the Bulls are sitting out of practice. I mean, the the team is just kind of like out of it and they do not like management. Um, Gar I mean, Foreman, John I, I need to complain about Boylan for a minute. I'm very sorry. I oh, hate, yep. I hate go at him. it. Go he's at awful. It. He comes in and he's like, oh, we're going to make this a hardworking, tough-ass defense, which is like the most overdone Chicago stereotype sports teams. Like, oh, Chicago sports teams, we're hard. We play right. hard. Tough defense. Urgh. Like, I mean, I get like you would need a good defense, but like I, I hate that that stereotype is so overdone. And it seems right. so – it's just such a lazy, half-ass thing to me for him to say. Like, it's – Language. Yeah, my bad. It's, it's such a, just a lazy thing for him to say. Oh, it absolutely is. I, I don't think he's – I don't know. That just is very lazy to me, and it seems like he doesn't really know what he's doing. He's just trying to, like, say things to make an impact on the roster. The narrative then, is there, you know, as a yeah. Chicago team. Yeah. And then he'll he, – he's like, oh, Popovich would do that. And then <laughs> that. players are just like, dog, you're not Popovich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this guy's kind of full of it. I yeah. agree with you, but – if if we're gonna have a bad coach, I want it to be now. I'm a, I'm only comfortable with Boyd is because we're we're not good and we know we're not good, so we don't have a good coach as a result, which is fine by me. I just don't want the front office to delude themselves and think Boylan's a good coach because that's what they seem to be doing right now, and they said yep. they like him, and I am nervous about that. I you don't really believe that though, do you? I mean, like Matt, I personally think, and a lot of people would agree with me here that. Uh, he got he got hired. Boylan got hired because they knew he was a bad coach. They don't think he's a bad coach, but why on earth would you go out in a press conference and say, "Oh yeah, we don't actually like our coach"? Like he is a mediocre guy that shouldn't be coaching at the NBA level, and they they put him in place. So I mean, like whatever. whatever I just don't get do why have. they wouldn't make him the interim coach. Like they made him the okay. official head coach. I, I mean, I you could be right because I have no inside of the Bulls knowledge. I mean, neither do that, I. That we're we're does, just two guys. That does make sense to me when you say it like that. Why would they say, oh, we don't like her coach, yada, yada. But, like, I I really hope they're not deluding themselves because that seems like something Foreman and Paxton would do. I mean, like, what are you going to do? Keep this guy for, like, two or three years? Like, I don't see that. Like, yeah. you have to be out of your mind stupid to really think, like, yes, Boylan is our future and we have full confidence in him. I mean, really kind of, like, I don't know. This guy has to be pulling some strings in order for you to think that way about him. Yeah. I I don't see it. And um, do you think the players are right in this situation, though, to kind of uh, really just rebel against what he's doing? Because no one thinks he's in um, his right mind. He's just I trying think to get props. I'm glad they didn't go to practice. Or I'm glad they didn't. Like, they were planning on ditching practice or whatever. And mm-hmm. they ended up not, which I think was the smart move. Like, they have careers. If you just all not show up to practice, that damages your reputation as a professional and so it's hard to get paid for a job if they know you're unprofessional right i do agree why they wouldn't want to do that like on back-to-back road games and they're gonna have a hard workout the day after again that's just such a lazy overdone chicago stereotype like i I don't it seems like he just looked up like he just looked up okay dicka all right, there yeah, we like, go. Like, what did the Bears do 30 years ago? Like, right? exactly. And yeah. that's not how you're going to get your team to listen to you, and that's not how you're going to succeed. No. And, I mean, like, if we're talking about football here, like, times can change. Everybody thinks of Chicago as this, like, heavy-minded defensive team where it's, like in, – in I mean, literally all sports where we work our players hard and yada, yada, yada. But, like, I mean, 
Matt Nagy is an offensive-minded coach, and the Bears are doing phenomenal because they like their coach. And yep. you know, like I mean, that defense, don't have to that defense is great, but I agree with you. That offense is not. The offense is actually very well run, and I think the only reason, the only reason that offense isn't top tier is Trubisky. I don't think it's that great, but the offense is very well coached. Yeah, I mean, like as a as a Bears team, sorry, as a Bulls team, we're we're allowed to be. We're, we don't have to follow everything to a t like, yeah you, I, you don't have to work our players into the ground you don't which have is to focus. what well i didn't think Hoiberg was a good coach i did like that he was bringing in a new kind of dimension to the bulls because i mean i all it seems like in my memory Thibodeau in my bulls. recent memory we go from Thibodeau bulls to boiling bull like <laughs> it, it's just it's just the, the defensive stereotype and like it's let's gone play, by the wayside. Off- like, if it's what we are, then I mean, like, like hey, I get whatever, that. But, but you look at this roster, and that's, it's not that it's Zach not Levine doesn't. Zach Levine is not a defensive-minded player. Jabari no, Parker is just not. a bad player. Lori marketing looks- is a freaking European. Like, he's not. <laughs> like, I, don't, he's, I don't mean it like that. But. He's better at defense than I think people give him credit for. But again, I think a more dynamic offensive coach will be more helpful. Yeah, I mean, same thing with this, Chris this Dunn. Team... He's already a good defender. Get a more dynamic yep. offensive coach. Carter, mm-hmm. like I, I just think a more dynamic offensive coach would be more helpful than a just hardworking defensive coach. Right. I, like, I think, you know, maybe I'm not talking so much about the coach part like anymore, but we need to go. We need to progress past this idea that like, like guys, Jimmy Butler's gone. Michael Jordan's gone. Like we're not, we're not just defense. We're not just like oh hard you know hard work like we're blue collar da 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 like we if if our players need rest they can rest if we want to emphasize offense we can do that we're not like conforming to stereotypes or whatever I, dumb dumb conversation to begin with if if we can be a good basketball team in any sense i want to be a good basketball team but like i don't know people have this expectation i just don't understand why yeah i agree okay okay um we good with the bulls because I, I think i have one more thing that we can talk about if we have time yeah for sure all right um so <clears throat> This this coming Friday will be the uh, anniversary of um, of uh, Coach Phil Jackson's 500th win for the Bulls. Um, obviously, we all know what he did in in this city and what he did with Michael Jordan and what he did with Kobe and blah 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 blah. Um, that's great and all. Do you think Phil Jackson's an overrated coach? Yes or no? I think he's very good at coaching the triangle offense, mm-hmm. and I think if you can get players to play in your triangle offense. I think that's very hard to do, but mm-hmm. if you can do that, then I, I I think part of him he is overrated. Yes and no, because you look at those those Shaq and Kobe teams. They he did coach them very well. I think they I think they would have won. I think they would have won championships regardless. I I agree to an extent, but I do think he could have coached. Like I, I think if he's a better coach, he can get a fourth championship out of them. I think at least. I would agree, but I, think I, he would, I would the say relationship between Shaq and Kobe. I would say it would have taken a really, really special coach to convince Shaq that he could he could be with he could mesh well with Kobe. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, Phil Jackson probably wasn't as capable of it. Um, he was, but I don't think there are a lot of coaches that could have done the job. I agree with you. I think coaches end up getting when they have superstars on their team. I think they end up getting underrated then because, mm-hmm. like, I think Steve Kerr. I, I do think he's a. a I think he's a very good coach, but I think casual observers will tend to maybe overrate him because he's won all these, got all these wins with great players. 
all right. very critical people would tend to underrate him because it's like, oh, how do you not how do you not win with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green? Like, yeah, you, gotta, you can't really have a definitive answer here, yeah, can you? I do think, but in Phil Jackson's case, I do think he is a I think he's a talented coach. Is he maybe the greatest coach of all time? No. Is he top ten? I think you could argue that. I think you could argue he's top five. You, even. you would you would save top coach spot for Pop, wouldn't you? I, yeah, Pop. I think you got to give it to. Even though he's been mad this year, I still think you got to give it to him. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can't you can't just base it off of one season. Yeah. I I would say that Phil Phil Jackson. I'm I'm curious to know. I mean, we we will never know. That's why the term "what if" exists. But would Kobe Bryant be as good if it wasn't for Phil Jackson? Because he was there like from day one to really help Kobe out. And like, you know, I I don't know what Kobe's sense of work ethic was like before he came to the Lakers. But it's hard to imagine that him and Phil Jackson, um, weren't you know like weren't there. I guess you know. I think Kobe had, Kobe had a, a notoriously hard work ethic, and I mm-hmm. I think he'd still be a very good player. I don't know if he'd have those finals appearances and those. I, I don't think he'd be as prestigious of a champion. Like I don't think he wins f- those last two championships with Gasol. I don't think yep. I don't think they win those. Really, if it wasn't but, for Phil Jackson. I mean, you could argue that maybe a different good coaches you put in would win him, but I think if you just put in an average coach, that wouldn't happen. Okay, okay, that's that's interesting. I mean, we will never have. Like a, an idea of like what these teams would have been without him, or what he would have been without these teams, but it's it's just interesting to think about like, well, what if he was with the Spurs? Like, would they have beaten Chicago? Yeah, or like, you know, mm-hmm. go go ahead. No, I I'm keep going, man. I, I okay. agree. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just we won't know if this guy is overrated or not, but uh, I mean, to to talk about him as as he's rated right now, he's got six rings. He. He led some of the be- best teams of all time, and six rings um, with the Bulls. Yeah. Oh, I apologize. Yeah, six six rings with the Bulls, five rings with the with the Lakers. Great for him, but um, it's 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 just it's interesting because people like to be critical of Phil Jackson, don't they? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, for for all all it's cracked up to be, obviously he wasn't great in his time in New York, but he did he did win when he was a coach, but he won with teams with fantastic players. And so, I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up, especially because he has racked up so many wins throughout his coaching career. He's, he's won so many championships. You know, it's, it's really... I don't, yeah, I don't think you could say he's the best coach of all time, but I think he is in the conversation for top 10. I, I think he agree. should be top 10, top 10. I think you put him in the conversation for top 5, too. I, I, would, I would put him in my top 5. I, I, I don't understand. Like, I, I can't think of nine other coaches that are better than that I would rate better than yeah. Bill Jackson. So, so I would, I would put him in my top five. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just really, it's interesting to think about if he didn't end up on the two, the two best teams of each respective decade, you know, like, was it by chance or was it because of him? You know, with some coaches, you get a really definitive answer. Like the Spurs are good. They're, the Spurs are great because of Greg Popovich, you know? Yeah. But I, I couldn't tell you if, if Michael Jordan would have won, six championships without phil jackson i couldn't tell you if kobe would have won five championships without phil jordan jackson. i think would have kobe i think would have i but would they have won six would they have won five that's hard to say yeah right so and, and we're never gonna one still but yeah exactly yeah yep okay um i think that just about wraps up our podcast um guys don't forget we do have a patreon donate as much as you want we still don't have anybody donating which is which is a-okay i mean we weren't expecting anything so far but 
making a podcast does cost money so we appreciate if you uh if you would like to become a patron thomas unless you got anything else to say this is matt signing out i'm good all right sounds good i'll uh we'll talk to you next time guys have a good one